Podo. You're listening to Movers and Shakers, a podcast about living with Parkinson's. The show is generously sponsored by Boardwave, an exclusive European networking community for software CEOs. Boardwave is a passionate supporter of Cure Parkinson's. For more details on the charity's progress around research and its fundraising, please visit cureparkinson's.org.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Movers and Shakers. We're feeling rather Christmassy with the help of Thomas Gisby, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's nine years ago when he was just 33. Tom Gisby, with his mashup of Take 5 and Chestnuts roasting on an open fire, played especially for us. More of that later. And more than just chestnuts for us, because we're not in the pub. Not because we've been barred, <laughs> but because we're at Gillian's for our Christmas party. And if you heard the last week's episode, it wasn't one of those riotous affairs which has lasted a whole week. We just <laughs> record two episodes before we tucked in. I'm Mark Mardell, and our host, hostess, is here, of course. And I'm Gillian Lacey Solomar. And who else is here? Nicholas Molston, Rory Kathleen Jones, Paul Mayhew Archer, and Jeremy Paxman. Well, you've heard us talking about the Parker Charter before. And that's the subject of today's episode. Let me just explain what it is before we leap in. I think we've been given a very strong sense that there's a problem with Parkinson's. We've had so many letters with people saying that at diagnosis they were given insufficient information. Afterwards, they can't see their neurologists every year, etc. All sorts of problems. And so the idea was to put together a charter and to say to the government, basically, and the NHS... Look, we as people with Parkinson's would like some change here. And what should that change be? So that's the topic, really. And let me just put my cards on the table here. Why do I feel so strongly about it? I think because, I mean, last, last time we did all these letters from listeners, and I think we are listening to the listeners, and they sit, clearly do want something to be done. So my answer would be, yes, something needs to be done. And then the next question, of course, is should it be us or should it be left to others? And I think if we have, whether we like it or not, somehow become the voice of Parkinson's, then it's up to us to do something. I agree. Mm-hmm. What we have to recognise is we can only complain. We, we have no authority over ministers or health officials or anyone else. Yeah, but we can complain constructively. We can have ideas... Yep. But I think it's quite important that we don't have too many ideas. I think these things can become great long Bibles and we mm. we need a sort of almost like a sort of five ideas pledge card. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think in the, in the words of another podcast, we may agree, disagree agreeably in this, in this <laughs> one, because I, I, I just feel that we're moving too fast on it and... You've had a great idea, but you're sort of making it... Well, let's, let's hear about the great idea before I well, complain good, about it. The great idea was simply that what I'm always um, ha-ha, carping on about is carpe diem, which I've adopted as a little motto. Really. What does carpe diem mean? Carpe diem means literally what seize the, the day. day. I mean, what it's come to mean really is that you should have a bloody good time while you can, really. So it's a sort of live for the present... And, and the I metaphor don't think we have... is plucking a fruit and eating it when it is ripe, apparently. Well, that's a nice image. But of course, it's difficult with Parkinson's because we're all different. Is it possible to have a standard sort of 
expectation, if you have Parkinson's, of what you can expect from society or from the government or whoever you want to call them? Or is it a minimum standard that we should expect or, or where do we place? I would the... say minimum, but, um, well, we can talk about it. But what I've done then is take this Carpe Diem theme and use it as a mnemonic, which before Rory says, what's a mnemonic? Let me say it is a scheme whereby you take each letter of the word and it stands for something. So we've got carpe, so C-A-R-P-E, and the C stands for cure, which after all is what we'd really like. Anyone with Parkinson's is desperate for cure. I sort of think we should be talking about how much money we would expect the government to put towards it or how much how effort. Would, how would we come up with a figure for that? <sighs> That's going to be tough. But I think, you know, given that AIDS has been cured by lots of money, when things are urgent enough, people do find the money for it. So I don't know where we stand in the hierarchy of needs, but... We're going to have to be quite precise, though, aren't we? We, we are. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, that's the problem with the whole thing. And I have to be precise. Well, let me... Can I just go through them go very through them, quickly? Yeah. So C was cure. A stands for access. And we, there I'm using access, it to mean access to consultants and to nurses who know what they're doing, specialist nurses. R stands for regional equality and the whole issue of the postcode lottery. P stands for the other professionals who are there, which is the multidisciplinary team, which we keep going on about, which is physiotherapists, speech therapists, occupational therapists, etc. Then E of the carpe, this is where I've cheated a little because I've got two things in here. I've got educate everyone, especially employers, which is a lot of ease. But that means that not enough people understand what Parkinson's is really, and we need them to. And the employer's point is about young onset Parkinson's, whereby employers really do need to make adjustments for people who've got Parkinson's. Next one, D is on depression and how we deal with that. I is on isolation and how we should try and get rid of isolation given how damaging it is to people with Parkinson's and how it makes Parkinson's worse. Then the E again, we're on the DM now, is exercise energetically and eat effectively. Luckily, E's are quite easy to fill. Two things squished in there, exercise and diet. And then M, the last one is medication, which obviously is enormously important. And specifically, medication in hospital you know because that's an issue where people in hospital don't get their drugs although no, I, I know you did Rory when you were in recently and then I've added one last Latin word potentially to the end of it all which is nunc which means now so carpe the diem now and the reason for that is we've called that need urgent neurologist care n-u-n-c but that this is a really big problem at the base of everything that we don't have enough neurologists and you need to start training them straight away because we have a third per capita of the number of neurologists that they have in Europe. Now, this is where Phew. I say, hang on, we're going too fast because right. I'm worried about the reverse engineering. So you designed something very clever, but you fitted it. And I don't disagree with any of the points, but you fitted it I to do. that. <laughs> I, do, I do too. I, I actually want to question the cure thing because yeah. I think the money spent on trying to find a cure is a lot of wasted money. Oh it could God, be really? spent better on looking after the people who have Parkinson's. But then you have the people who have Parkinson's goes on forever and ever and ever. Well, because I think others will come up with a cure if they need one in the future. Because so far we've had, what was it, how many years? 200 years? No cure. Yeah, but a cure is point, almost five years away. I wouldn't go as far as you, Paul, but I think 
you've got to have practical things that might actually happen. Saying we want a, a, a cure and government, you've just damn well got to do it, is kind of pointless. Can I give you another example of something that disturbs me? I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with it, but regional equality, the state will smooth out postcode lottery. Now, that means blowing up the entire NHS system, mm. which is regionally organised, and some people think localism is a good idea. So, you know, it's not going to happen. The government is not going to say... We're going to have a unitary NHS, get rid of all the trusts. You yep. know, that's what it means. Which raises the issue of how ambitious do we want to be? Because I agree, you do have to throw the whole NHS up in order to and deal I, with that I issue. But are we going to be terribly humble and just say we don't want to cure, we don't want, don't worry about the regional well, inequality? We'd like an extra nurse or two. Of course we do. But I think this is terrible, Gillian. I think it's really hopeless. Okay. People don't speak Latin to start with. Well, I think most people know what carpe diem means, eh? No, no I don't know. I, know. I don't think no. they do. No. No. Okay. I think the, the principle of Three, us four, appointing five, ourselves six. as campaigners for better standards, I mean, as you, Jeremy, said, we have no more right or status than the right to make a lot of noise. But we, exactly. We, but we are all powerful or have been powerful. We have got sharp elbows. We have got a substantial audience that listens to us. And we have are in a position to exercise influence. And it may be that perhaps the order in which Gillian has presented these things or the way you don't agree with, but they are, it, they are reasonable aspirations. But they're no more than aspirations to try and obtain better national standards on an equal basis. Well, that is also the point. What is the strategy? Are they aspirations just things that will be generally nice or things that we think can be adopted and would make a difference? By chance, well, we have the NICE guidelines which is the National Institute of Clinical Excellence. And a lot of these are in there, but they're not being adhered to. No, quite. So, and why aren't they being adhered to? Is well, it because, because it's we haven't too got enough neurologists, for example. So how many neurologists do we need, then? Do we know? Well, we always need more, but there are aspirations which we can have, which we don't expect to be delivered instantly, no. but for there to be a direction in government policy that takes us towards that. Well, I mean, we can take out the more ambitious ones if you think they should go. I mean, back to Jeremy's point, I mean, I think it needs to be very simple language, very easily understood, and I would say no more than six. But, and but do we, Mark, do you disagree with the principle that it is not unreasonable for us, with the power and persuasiveness that we have, to appoint ourselves as campaigners it's almost a wish list of aspirations to have better standards nationally. No, I completely agree with it. I mean, I have been persuaded. I wasn't originally when Gillian first raised it. But I think, yes, we are in There's a There's nothing wrong position. with campaigning. No. Yeah. But it has no statutory position. None at oh, all. We have no status at all. So we, we don't want, frankly, a lot of complex legal language around it. We want a very well, simple... Well, if we took Jeremy's idea... Party poli- no. the, way, the, the way certain parties come up with... You, yeah. you may laugh at them. A but sort of manifesto. Yeah, yeah. but headlines. But yes. if we Everyone go back... should be entitled to a diagnosis. Yeah, within... And an examination by a neurologist and a, a treatment by... A and an appointment every and, year. Uh, yeah, and an appointment every year. All these things, that, that you can, you can, you can particularise them to your heart's content. But we they're, have, they're, we have identified so many deficits, haven't we, in the way Parkinson's is treated in this country, that there's no joined-up strategy between... For example, diet, exercise, medication. There's no holistic advice given to a Parkinson's patient at any point. And the, these are reasonable things to campaign for. Is that because Absolutely. of a shortage of money or because of the 
a shortage of people? Well, I think there's an element of we've always done it this way. and We've muddled through. And, well, and maybe why change? This is the way we've done it for decades. But also, a key point, and Gillian is right, is that this is a sort of forgotten illness and is less colourful in some ways than, than others. I mean, obviously, cancer is the big, rightly, is the, heart the big area and heart disease. But, you know, motor neurone disease, which affects far fewer people has got a far higher profile in some ways than Parkinson's. Well, yes, you see, but they also have people who speak on their behalf with incredible passion. Kevin Sinfield has single-handed, almost, put motor neuron disease onto the radar of everybody well, by doing these... I your passion is of an equal... Yeah, but I don't, I don't do these super marathons that he does. We, we need someone who's prepared to, to run around the whole well, of the, don't the look world. Don't look at me. Can I make this yeah, well, there, is, there is not one member of parliament of either house who has Parkinson's or has admitted to having Parkinson's. There is no voice in parliament. So we need to elect a few MPs well, with I mean, Parkinson's. There is, we, that's why it's not unreasonable for us, because as I repeat, we've been powerful in our past and we still have a certain amount of influence. It's not unreasonable for us to campaign for better standards. All we need, Jeremy once said, is a really good leaflet. Yes. <laughs> you once said that, yeah. Jeremy. That's what, yeah. you know, a really good leaflet that could be handed to everybody at the moment of diagnosis. But, I mean, how it's, anyway. how it's presented, Jeremy, it's really, yep. is, is a detail. I mean, the question it's is, are the, are the headlines... Well, uh, we could have because, points no, one, not two, going to, three. We're not going to do design at this stage rather than we're going to do ingredient. And yeah, I, I yeah. think that the, I think whichever the, order you take them in, the headlines that Gillian has identified are all reasonable things. Yes, for they us. are. We've disagreed whether all of them are reasonable. I, I think cure is not a practical thing to put. If, if I would argue for it's no more than five. It's the first on the list. Well, it's the, the first moment. on this particular yeah. list. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So yeah. Just well, seeing a neurologist as we've all said, yeah. is more important than... Well, cure. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, how we've got Cure Parkinson's and Parkinson's UK and Cure Parkinson's focus is entirely Cure Parkinson's. Yes, but it, I have to say, I mean, I love Cure Parkinson's as a charity, but I, I, I do worry about the attention given to the cure because we're not getting anywhere with it or we haven't got anywhere I mean, with I it. I mean, I agree it's a different And it is diverting important funds issue. from other but, but things to make... But as Gillian said, the breakthrough... HIV, when they cracked retroviral drugs, I mean, it's completely wiped it out. Mm. I mean, it's, mm. you know, you can live a completely normal life with HIV as a result of this. It's not so much a cure, but this measure that's found to have defeated the insidious impact of HIV. And so that, that might be attainable. Uh, of course, another problem with Parkinson's is that it doesn't kill you. If it killed a few more people more quickly, <laughs> we'd get more attention to it. <laughs> if it killed fluffy puppies, yes, we'd get lots of attention. We need to focus this, don't we? I, I, I say, why don't we come up with five headlines mm -hmm. of things we want to do? I think Jeremy's already come up with the first one, which we all agree on, that anybody who thinks they've got Parkinson's should get an appointment with a neurologist within six months. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it says six months to a year mm -hmm. is what the nice guidelines say, I think. And, and then the second one I would have is, once you've been diagnosed, is holistic treatment. Holistic treatment, which means that you have advice from neurologists as well as people, dietitians, as well as people, exercise specialists, some form of holistic treatment. Now, that might be pie in the sky, you'd say, to try and get mm. this, bearing in mind the resources that are available and the demands on the resources for... You don't want anything people. that people are going to have to look up what the word means. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, holistic. Okay. Okay. Comprehensive treatment. Yeah. And I think we should have something specific about Parkinson's nurses. I agree. Yes. yes. But if you remember, I mean, you've already made the point, haven't you, that 
nobody gave us any advice about diet when we were diagnosed. Yes. You made the point that we, in the exercise, nobody gave any, you made this point, Jeremy, nobody gave any advice about the merit of exercise that it's as good as taking the drugs at the point of, of, of diagnosis at all. I mean, so, so comprehensive treatment, joined up treatment, joined up treatment, something like that. Yeah. I completely agree. I think it's yeah. really important to push that message. Yeah. yeah. It's a question of voice. And, example, and maybe, speech. yes, yeah. voice is very important. And also maybe something to do with the, the earlier stages of Parkinson's. The more we can do at the earlier stages, the longer we can delay it getting really bad. Yeah, because it does seem, well, this is anecdotal, but some neurologists are more interested in the sexy stuff of what we, what happens when you get really bad rather than actually saying just do a few bends then, and twists and you might feel better. If we can well, concentrate on the sexy stuff... We'll but I'd also, I'd, I would also say that we should try to emphasise the importance of the iceberg, the bits that below, below the waterline, all mm -hmm. the things, the, the, the non-visible non bits yeah. of yes. But what does that look like as a pledge? Well, as, I mean, uh, I don't know, but for example, depression being a consequence of Parkinson's is completely neglected in my opinion yes greater emphasis on mental health yes problem is once you break it down like that well, there are far more than five nothing. things we're talking yeah, about aren't emphasis there? On two, two point, i mean parkinson's uk and there's no reason we should follow their lead at all but i know that they're particularly worried about any charter that doesn't have measurability in it yeah so they want to say the government has fallen short because they didn't meet x and they, they think that the fact that the, the cancer was treated in a certain way that you've got to be treated with in a certain mm. Mm. has made a huge difference. Actually, I spoke this morning to Johnny Aitchison about exactly that point because he thinks everything should be measurable. There are certain things that are going to be measurable from a professional point of view and there's going to be things that aren't measurable from a patient point of view. But I think that if it's going to work and if it's going to drive change, it's going to have to be the professional's and also people with Parkinson's driving this. And I think there's an awful lot of things people with Parkinson's can do within themselves and within the community to get themselves organised and start helping each other live as well as they can every day. Who's Johnny Aitchison? We've had him on the podcast before. He's a doctor who works in emergency care and who has Parkinson's himself. And he's very active in putting together their side of the charter. They've got a proposed charter as well. Their point is, as you say, Mark, that, uh, yes, everything has to be measurable. And I said, surely there are things that are worthwhile, though, that aren't necessarily measurable. Yeah. No. But to get a message across, you need measurability. My, my life since diagnosis three years ago would have been appreciably worse if I did not have you lot as a support group. There's no doubt yeah. about that. And so I would have thought that one of the things to emphasise is the merit of having a social aspect mm. or social help if you're, once you've been diagnosed. But I think I'm right in saying I'm the only person here who's a member of a local group. Yeah, but yeah. we have each other, because so it's not well, quite the happens, same. We have each other, but yes. you are my local group. <laughs> but how, how does this pitch up in a charter? Well, we, I mean, we demand so that every Parkinson's person, no, every person with Parkinson's join a group. But I mean, there's no reason you phrase. can't mix and match. But I think if you were, if you're starting, if we are starting a campaign, we need a strategy. Is it something that we want to be adopted? Is it something that we're just saying these are good things? I didn't mean to be dismissive when I said nice things. I think it's important to know what, what we're heading for. Do we want? Well, the, these are good ambitions. Yes, they are but, good ambitions, but they're but very difficult to measure. measure. Jeremy's point is they don't that mean anything. So what would they mean just, something? 
Well, your your first one did mean something. It did. Get, get, Everyone get, should have uh, the right to a, a meeting with a neurologist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well let, let's do the other sentence. Concrete, that's an obvious concrete aspiration to have. All the rest is a bit less specific. I and, agree with and that. Yeah. Don't forget we've got an election coming up and people vying for votes and people giving interviews and mm. stuff. I think that we can put some pressure on there as well. Mm. Okay, but if everything has to be measurable, how do you measure, for example, good diet? Don't eat any more scotch eggs or No, what? no, we, you don't. No, no, don't that's we're not prescribing. We're not prescribing what people have to eat. We're saying okay. they should be they informed should, about that. Yeah, just inform about that. But, but I mean, I, I completely. Uh, I mean, we the haven't really should tell them. We haven't brought this out, but I mean, your charter sort of balances rights and responsibilities, and I just don't agree with that approach. I think mm. the European Convention on Human rights doesn't say you won't be tortured unless you do anything naughty. It just says you won't be tortured. <laughs> yes. inhuman, yeah. inhuman and degrading treatment. Which yes, well, all right. <laughs> but we can put it in whatever language we like. But the point is that, I mean, I don't think a charter of, for Parkinson's should say, if we do this, then we get that. We just so say it's not we a get, trade. It's not a trade-off. No. Mind you, aren't because we in a we country where it service. keeps talking about leaving the court of human but, rights? Isn't the, the oh main... God, isn't the, <laughs> <laughs> As Jeremy has said um, repeatedly, is it not our ambition to have the better provision of information? Yes. Of course we would like that. Well, I mean, we could What's just been say. so surprising during the 24 episodes that we've done since we started is that time and time again, it is surprising that so many basic pieces of information are not given to people when they're diagnosed. Yeah. The fact that our podcasts are being used by people as a form of diagnosis. Form of diagnosis and as a measure for treating symptoms. See, I wonder, and this is not necessarily for the charter, but I mean, just as a general sort of ambition, local groups should be liaising with local hospitals, going in, asking to see people with Parkinson's, giving them a contact number, giving them a contact number for the nurse, mm. giving them a charter leaflet. for busybodies. Well, maybe, but I mean, there's all, you're always going to get a bit of that, aren't you? You'll be are. a pain in the arse. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I am our local <laughs> Parkinson's group, yeah. and I demand admission. No, but I'm offering, my, yeah. I'm offering you access to our group. That's not good. Because you, Jeremy, it? people would be delighted to admit you. No, they I'm won't. the representative of the local group, and I would like to invite you, as you've been recently diagnosed, to join us. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying you must Let do people this. to join. Mm. Can I say we're wandering in all directions, and I think we need to possibly to come up with five things that we all agree on. Here and now. Little bit challenge. Well. Okay. Well, Gosh. And measurable. And measurable. A speedy appointment with a neurologist. Everybody's agreed is number yeah, one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The provision of Clear information following diagnosis as to the best way of managing your symptoms. Comprehensive. Compre more than drugs. Yes, more than drugs. But the availability well, of drugs information. when you need them. Provision of information. Provision of information. There is the issue that you don't take very much in then. So provision of written information. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, yep, that you take away with you. Next, are we going to send anything about diet and things or not? Or that would just be the information that you would well, give. Well, no, I think, that, I, think, that by the I think that's a, we can separate them. Better information, mm -hmm. one simple leaflet. That plain English, plain English. Plain, mm. No Latin. No Latin. <laughs> <laughs> leaflet without Latin. Yeah. Okay. Men's rare. Converted. Yeah, men's rare. Actus <laughs> rares. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Parkinson's nurse. Parkinson's nurse is, is a very practical thing. Everyone should have access to a Parkinson's nurse. 
It's very specific because then they'll be saying you also need access to speech therapy. The next very, very important thing is speedy access to a neurologist and then not having to wait a year before you see the neurologist again. Because by then all your prescription is out of date and out mm -hmm. of kilter. Frequency of, of seeing a neurologist after the initial one. Yeah. So you could roll that up into the initial one, an early appointment and then reasonably, reasonably frequent appointments thereafter, you could say. Right, I've got, so I'm writing this down, appointment with a neurologist, mm -hmm. leaflet without Latin, <laughs> Parkinson's nurse. Availability uh, of medicines as and when you need them. Is that not well, important? What does that mean? Well, if you, do, if you don't get your medication on time. Oh no, this is, I, I think we should be specific about that in hospital. In hospital. Yeah, hospitals better informed. Better than what? Well, we, we've had they all sorts all. of horror stories in the letters from people who've gone into hospital and basically come out worse. worse because they've not been given their meds on time. The Excellence Awards of Parkinson's UK gave out was one, one to a guy in Scotland, a nurse in Scotland, who's divided us the system that does this, and he wants to share it with the rest of the country. I think we should have him on. Yes. I, I would really like, as one of my five, that there is better focus on the mental struggle that people suffer as a result of a diagnosis of Parkinson's. More focus on mental health. Yeah. I think that's really important. But again, how do you measure it? If we are signing up to the measurability point. I don't know. But I just feel very strongly the mental health aspect is, this, is the forgotten... Well, it's the whole bit that's underneath your surface with your it iceberg, is, yeah. isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's all the non-measure stuff. It's all the bottom of the iceberg, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it should be measurable. I'm saying we need to know where we're heading. Yeah. Are we going to reach a conclusion... No. Today, I don't think we are well, going to have a conclusion. Aren't, aren't I've right. written down five things. But this is a starting point, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we want to hear from the viewers, don't we? Isn't Listeners, that the point that's yeah. going to be a and I would, for people with I would you? say we need not only just to hear from people with Parkinson's, but also from neurologists, from people who are the cutting yes. edge of what they're and doing. And from the carers. Yes. Because there are, there are some brilliant neurologists mm. and there are some who are not as brilliant. But I think we um, need to provide them with a, with a specific challenge. Five things that you think should go into a charter. Your top five. Yeah. The top five challenge. Yeah. I've, would, ri I've written that down... That would be a good proposal to put to our listeners and our listeners, both sufferers and professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And family members. Right, well, we've got a lot on our plate, figuratively, and I hope soon, literally. So, Ah, very good. Gillian, what's boom, on boom. the menu? Ah, well, we are all about to adjourn and have a rather nice Christmas lunch. So it's slightly unconventional Christmas lunch, but everyone's brought something for it. So we're doing the cheese for a raclette. What have you brought, Nick? I bought a flan normand. Yes. It means a flan from Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an apple flan. You've been all the way to Normandy and back. No, I haven't. I've been to Paul in the King's Road. Um, other other uh, patissiers are available. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have bought yes. a sourdough focaccia showing off. Oh, yeah, show off. <laughs> you made it yourself. Yeah, I have made no, it double show off. Very good. <laughs> I was up at five this morning making an undevened uh, walnut and orange salad. Well, wow. blue cheese. Mm, Very can't good. Wait. I have made a vegetarian uh, lasagna. I've brought nothing. <laughs> Except yourself. yourself. We'll be back in the new year with season three, so let's hear a bit more from Tom, whose early onset Parkinson hasn't stopped him from playing brilliant saxophone. And just for us and for you, he's recorded a Christmassy take on the jazz classic, Take Five.
So that's it. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas. Happy Christmas. And here's some late breaking news for everybody, which is that we've got a great Christmas present for you all. And that is free membership. We keep going on and on about how good it is to exercise at Pure Gyms for anyone with Parkinson's and, in fact, their carer as well. The details are that it will be available from the end of January and it will be for off-peak membership. So great news from Pure Gyms, who happen to also be the largest gym in the country. So fabulous. Thanks very much. Have a great Christmas. Bye. You've been listening to Movers and Shakers with me, Rory Catlin-Jones, and my friends Gillian Lacey-Solomar, Mark Mardell, Paul Mayhew-Archer, Nicholas Mostyn and Jeremy Paxman. The show is produced by Nick Hilton for Poddo. Our theme music is by Alex Stobbs and cover artwork by Till Lucat. Thanks again to Boardwave for their support. Please subscribe to get new episodes straight into your podcast app and do rate and review if you've enjoyed the show. We're also on Twitter at Movers and Six. That's Movers and the number six. So please share the show there and email any thoughts or questions to feedback at moversandshakerspodcast.com. See you next week. <laughs>